Welcome to your weekly astrology forecast for the week of September 11th through the 17th. This week we have a new moon in Virgo. We have Venus continuing to make its ongoing aspect to Uranus. And then we also have the sun making a helpful aspect to Jupiter, which is uh, really a part of this new moon in Virgo situation as well. My name is Shauna McGrath. I'm a psychotherapist and astrologer, and I am excited to share the astrology of this week with you. So let's talk about first what the moon is doing. And so um, I want to share this because it's really interesting when we have a new moon that's happening midweek, which is essentially what's happening this week. We have the new moon in Virgo exact on Thursday, September 14th at 6.39 p.m. Pacific time. And so um, as we move toward this new moon in Virgo, uh, so for the bulk of the early part of the week, we are in the waning phase of the lunar cycle. And so um, this is primarily in the sign of Leo. And we get this really sweet aspect uh, when the moon is waning, so before Thursday, where the moon is in Leo and it's with Venus. And moon Venus together feels like this really sweet time to uh, connect, to engage in any kind of social interactions or closure, especially because it's a waning moon. So we think about with the waning moon, um, things that we want to wrap up or tie in a bow or even let go, uh, that there's this feeling of closure or wrapping up or um, or repair even. And that may be a wrapping up of one part within the, a broader cycle that's going to continue to be ongoing, but we're sort of like wrapping up a part of that broader storyline. Um, so, so I think that's really helpful to have the moon there with Venus. And then of course the moon will go into Virgo. We'll have our new moon. I'll talk more about that in a moment. And then, uh, towards the weekend, we have the moon moving into the sign of Libra and Mars is currently in Libra. So we have then the moon with Mars, which brings a lot more of, uh, like courage ambition, action. And so it's kind of like earlier in the week, there's maybe a sense of lower energy early in the week with the waning moon and introspection and wanting to sort of like sort things out. And then we have the new moon and then there's this feeling of momentum going forward into the weekend. Now, this new moon in Virgo is happening at uh, 21 degrees of Virgo. And this is important because it also means that this new moon is making an aspect to Neptune and Pisces. Uh, but before I talk about that, what is Virgo all about? What is a new moon all about? Uh, so new moons are always this time of planting seeds, of uh, initiating something new. We can think of it as setting intentions, but we can also think of it as like keeping our eyes out for any scenarios that that are starting to begin, um, where things are starting to, um, I, I was going to say take root, but that's not even the right, because the roots are not even there. It's like where there's this little 
sproutling that's starting to sprout from a seed. And so we want to look for the areas in our life where that's starting to happen and to feel where there is a potential for new growth in our lives. And it's really helpful if you know your rising sign uh, to be able to find the house in your birth chart where Virgo is, because that's going to tell you the area of life, whether it is um, career or home, um, family, relationships, um, education, finances, et cetera. It's going to tell us more about where that is for you personally. Um, now, Virgo is a sign that is a mutable sign. So mutable signs are about uh, change and transition. And it's also an earth sign, which is about the practical matters of life and even security and safety to a certain extent. Uh, Virgo is also ruled by Mercury, which is the planet of the mind, uh, the thinking mind, the intellect, our communication, and even um, divination and dreams. And so a new moon here, there's this theme with Virgo around, um, around finding ways to transition in a way that is helpful and practical. This is the mutable earth situation. Uh, Virgo is so gifted at discernment and sorting and being able to like figure out what exactly is happening in a scenario and how to move through the process in a way that brings a sense of wholeness, brings a sense of healing. And I talk a lot more about Virgo in uh, another video that I made on Virgo Pisces, the Virgo Pisces axis as a symbol of the healer or healing. Um, but we can think of Virgo in short as uh, really mastering, mastering systems, mastering our ability to go through a process in a way that is, um, that we can make devotional and ritualistic through bringing a sense of meaning into what it is that we're doing, uh, whether that is brushing our teeth or drinking our coffee or um, going to sleep or, or something more um, more close to a spiritual practice like meditation. So all of these things um, with Virgo, Virgo times like this of Newman and Virgo, we really benefit from bringing a sense of um, devotion and meaning making to things. And I think that's the case a lot of times in life always, but even more so with Virgo, because there's this emphasis on what are we doing here that's purposeful and is of value and how can we make the process meaningful toward the goal? Now, uh, I said I'll talk about Neptune here in this equation as well. So Neptune is at about 26 degrees Pisces. We have the new moon in Virgo at about 21 degrees um, Virgo. Um, so they're, they're pretty close in opposition. And Neptune is a symbol of dissolving dissolution. Um, Neptune gets us in touch with the unseen world, with altered states of consciousness. So this includes things like our creativity and our ability to, um, to transcend the, 
the the seemingly physical limitations of this world and to go into another world of our mind or of spirit um you know even through things that kind of seem mundane but through um being moved by a piece of art or a film or getting lost in a sport or an activity that you really love so this these are all neptune kind of themes so neptune tends to um diffuse the sense of materialness of things and even more so when we're talking about the sign of pisces because pisces um amplifies and mirrors and adds to that sense of dissolving and things being more um amorphous so to speak so so what does that mean with this new moon uh this means with this new moon um there's a potential to get a lot of intuitive insights and downloads and through things like your dreams or synchronicity or um any kind of divination tools that you like to use like astrology or tarot or the I Ching, et cetera. Um, and I think it's important to keep in mind whenever we have a Neptune transit like this, that Neptune also can have us um, hypersensitized. And so if you have Neptune connected by aspect to personal planets in your birth chart, you've probably experienced this as a part of who you are as a person who is more sensitized to the environment or to other people. And so, um, so our natural innate psychic or intuitive senses that we all have in different ways, these are going to be, um, or maybe amplified or kind of like kicked up a notch when we're thinking about Neptune and aspect to this new moon. And intuition is tricky because it's very subtle and we don't, always have a sense of exactly what the intuition means. Sometimes it's very direct, but sometimes it's sort of like subtle or um, we can't really get a read on exactly what's happening or we misread things. And so um, there can be a lot of fear that comes up when we misread what it is that we're sensing. And um this is the thing with Neptune is that Neptune can be a symbol of fear or um, fear or like constriction and like not wanting to, to be out in the world because it feels overwhelming to be in the world. And so I would just notice like, you know, what your natural tendencies are and what your limits and boundaries are. Um, and notice, you know, maybe where you do need to, uh, have more downtime and have uh, time away from something that maybe feels overstimulating. Um, and then how can you feel that sense of safety and groundedness so that you can have a meaningful experience so that you can have um, a, a feeling of connection to yourself in a way that's maybe um, more deep or more metaphysical or more creative than you normally would. Uh, okay, so that's that. That is <laughs> what I have to say. Oh, I'll add one more thing about this new moon, um, and then we'll talk about what Jupiter is doing here, and then Venus Uranus. Uh, so it's important to note that we also have Mercury, which is still retrograde in Virgo. Mercury's a little bit earlier in the sign of Virgo; it's around eight degrees or so. Uh, so it's a little bit farther away, but it's still 
present within this sign. So we can think about Mercury is still in the room with the new moon, with the moon and the sun. And um, Mercury retrograde is this process of reviewing and thinking back and sort of like retooling things or giving attention to things which we, for whatever reason, had to gloss over at some point in time. And so there's this kind of, um, there's a lot of attention here around Virgo this month um, because we have the sun there, we have the new moon, of course, and then we also have Mercury not only there, but it's there for a longer period of time because of the retrograde. And so like this is uh this is an area of the sky that's that's really being emphasized. And so of course this again is also why it's important to or helpful to look at where Virgo is happening in relation to your birth chart uh cuz that tells us okay like what's what is happening here through the Virgo emphasis. Uh okay. So the other piece of this, so this is where the moon is, or sorry, the sun in Virgo, right, is going to make an exact trine to Jupiter. Because it's so connected with the new moon this week, it's really connected into the, um, Jupiter's connected into the lunar cycle that we're having, just in the way that Neptune is connected. Uh, so Jupiter is about expansion. It's about being open to new things. Uh, it's about it's about expanding our our the ways in which maybe we've limited, like knowingly and unknowingly, like um, that there's other things out there that maybe we haven't explored yet. And I really like this for us because a trine is a harmonious aspect. So trine is when things are things come in a way that tends to be easy and uh, and sort of like like there's an effortless kind of feeling tone here. So um, and then Uranus is pretty close here too. So I would even <laughs> I would even count that in as um, as like both Jupiter and Uranus are like really uh are really coming in to bring some loving and exciting and eye-opening energy into this new moon time so into our sense of where are we going and what are we creating and the thing with trines is it's kind of like an energy that's so effortless that we can sort of pass over it and not realize it uh, so sort of like, um, you know, something that is like, I, th this is the way I would think of it is, um, have you ever done something where you, um, you publish something or you put something out there to, um, you know, you give a presentation or something like that, where, uh, people give you feedback on it. Um, maybe you, um, thinking about like writing papers in school or something like that. And maybe you get like 10 positive comments or feedback or, um, you know, something nice is said or something encouraging is said about what you do. And then you get one negative 
comment or not even a negative comment, but something that's like constructive criticism. I find that our, uh, like our psychology as humans is that we will fixate on that one thing that was not super the best that was like, oh, like either, you know, this could have been tweaked or something like that. And like, this is kind of what I think about when I think about like the trine energy, the trine energy is all of those um, encouraging feedback, all of that encouraging feedback that you get. Whereas um, in this case, the Neptune opposition is the thing that's a little bit like hard. And so it may be the thing that we focus on more. And um, the nature of an opposition with Neptune in this case is that it is something that we sort of are like confronted with that is difficult to ignore. And that so of course we should like process um, ways in which we feel um, you know, uh, like fear or confusion around what it is that we're sensing. Like we, it's important to process that and to not lose sight of the opportunities and blessings that are coming in that, that maybe they're so lovely and effortless that we don't even notice it. Uh, so that's what I would say about that. Um, and then, okay. So also part of this is that Venus which is now direct, still in Leo, but now direct after being retrograde from late July to early September, Venus is now making an exact square to Uranus. And so, um, or sorry, an <laughs> exact square to um, Jupiter. Uh, so, so Venus has kind of like been in this arena. So this is something that this planet has been moving back and forth between making this square um to Jupiter through its retrograde process. Um, and, and even just in general, being in the whole sign of Leo as well. And so this is this is another way in which there may be some opportunities. Um, and especially because it's Venus, and we're thinking about the broader cycle is that Venus has been retrograde. So there's been this... Um, re-experiencing and reimagining our relationships, who it is that we are in relationship, uh, how we do relationship, what kind of person we are in all of the different relationships that we have, our relationship to money, to ourselves, to um, how we identify as a valuable individual in our society or in our community. So, um, there may be something here around, uh, like, around continuing to explore and elaborate on any themes such a, that that involved this relationship Venus stuff from late July to early September, and um, I don't think it's going to be something new that that you're feeling. It's going to be like continuing to further explore and. The Jupiter being about expansion, I really see this as like, um, almost sounds kind of cheesy, but like continuing to expand your heart, which is Venus, continuing to expand your capacity for love and for receiving and for acceptance. And so this is something to think about. Um, you know, it's not always um, easy for us to receive all of the beautiful love and blessings that that we um, that we crave, and so 
so that may be one way that this sort of manifests. Uh, okay, so those are those are the core points that I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to pull some tarot for you. Um, yeah, and I'm curious, you know, as always, how this lands for you and um, certain aspects are going to resonate for you more strongly than others, depending on what's happening in your life and uh, your birth chart, of course, but also just sort of like what what has led up to your current situation and where you are in your life. And then the planets uh, are sort of like activating different, different parts of self, different parts of how we exist and interact. Okay. Okay, uh, so first card is the moon. And the figure in this card looks like super intent sitting on a little crescent moon. Oh my gosh, so we have a new moon uh, this week and we got the moon. That's very fitting. Uh, so this figure is sort of like sitting on the crescent moon and they're wrapped in a blanket and they have like a little cup of hot beverage that looks really sweet and there's lots of bats in this card and they're kind of like um, perched over a little neighborhood. Uh, now, the moon is a card that is so, so fitting when we're talking about the unconscious. And especially I think when we're talking about themes more around the collective unconscious the moon is sort of like the wilds of psyche like thing the things that we don't even know that we don't know and the things that that are so deeply rooted that they are experiences that we share as humans uh and that could be ancestral things that could be um, things that that you track through your lineage that could also be simply experiences that involve um, you know general human things like uh, grief and birth and death and um, a desire for social connection all of those things that we share uh, I pulled this card reversed which feels very Neptunian to me very Neptune opposition and when I'm pulling this card reversed, so in general, this card to me is about um, there are things that we don't know. And like th there are things that are so unconscious. And when I say unconscious, unconscious is not bad. I think that sometimes when it's when that word is used, it can be um, used to describe material that we find harm like it trips us up in some way and um that is not that's often the case it's not always the case uh there's so much in our unconscious that actually is some of the most beautiful and vibrant parts of ourselves that get put into the unconscious um because of our cultural conditioning and for a variety of different reasons uh so uh so the moon being a symbol of the unconscious, it's like there's something here that you don't know that you don't even know that you don't know. 
and that it's reversed to me um, could mean that there's some confusion around it. I feel like I'm talking in similar themes as last week, because I think last week there was some confusion kind of themes going on. Um, so the moon is saying to me that there's some confusion kind of feeling like flipped upside down. And especially because this card, the figure is in the sky. They're like, they're like in this deck, most of the, um, landscape is like inside of a home or inside of some kind of dwelling. But in this card, um, I find it important to note that the figure is outside and they're in the sky and it's reversed. It's kind of like topsy-turvy. So I'm also thinking of like uh, the sense of security and like the root chakra of like safety and home and familiarity. And that is like, there's something that has been twisted or turned or that feels unstable in some way. Uh, so I, I'm going to go back to that, but take, you know, take that for what it is. Uh, and then the seven of wands is the other card that I pulled here. And this figure is like sitting on a pillow and they're looking up at their cat. I want to read the guidebook for this one because I'm just feeling like it. Uh, so... The seven of wands. Seven is so connected to divination as well. I'm thinking that. Um, seven of wands. The road ahead requires preparation. Do not give in to others your desires and principles. Believe and protect yourself. Okay, very interesting. Um I feel like this card is talking about not getting confused in the moon situation, like not getting tossed into that topsy-turvy thing. And, you know, this card can also be about finding a sense of compromise, but it seems like in this case, it feels so important to connect to your own needs, your own authentic needs and desires. Um in any sort of confusion or conflict kind of situation. And this actually emphasizes our ability to protect ourselves. Um, and then the final card is the five of wands. So this card also has like a little bit of like conflict resolution um, themes to it. I think it's interesting that I pulled the first two cards in reversed and this one is upright. So, and um, I'm even like really looking at uh, the imagery in this card, the figure sitting on a car, and then the broomsticks. There's like um, four broomsticks, which are like holding up what looks like the earth or like some kind of circular figure. Um, this card to me feels like, I know it's like typically about conflict resolution, but it also feels to me like a strong theme around individuation, which individuation is... Um, having a clear sense of self, not being defined by solely by your external environment, and then being able to be yourself in your community, um, and uh, and like having a strong and flexible way of being in the world. And I'm saying that because four four broomsticks um, four uh, tends to be thought of as a symbol of the self 
of like the stability of the inner self and then the sphere that's being held up here by the four broomsticks the circle is also thought to be another symbol indicating the self and when i say the self i mean like the the core of who you are not um not like your conditioning or like um inner judgments like the the really the we could even say the soul part of you if that's something that you resonate with so uh yeah so like i'm i'm like feeling like there's some kind of like there's some kind of confusion like topsy turvy feeling going on and that uh protection of your psychic energy of your um of your mind of your time um is really important and it's really important to be connected with with what it is that you want and to be sure of yourself as much as you can and that there's sort of like this um this strengthening process and you know we may even say like a um an individuation sort of process that happens throughout this week uh so yes uh take that how it resonates um, I hope that you've enjoyed this. I always love sharing these weekly forecasts with you. And so it's always such a pleasure and a joy to um, make these for you and then um, to know that that you enjoy them and that you get something out of it. And I also want to share with you that uh, as a reminder, of course, I am a psychotherapist and astrologer and I am accepting new psychotherapy clients. I work with... Um, folks from a variety of different backgrounds and orientations uh, via Zoom. And if you resonate with my work and are interested in psychotherapy, I would love to hear from you, would love to connect with you. You can find out more about my process and my approach on my website, theastropsyche.com. And if you yourself are doing helping or healing work, um, if you're a counselor or an astrologer or a coach, a teacher, a caregiver, or essentially a person who's doing any kind of helping, healing, or holding space for other people, um, I'm doing a workshop for you. <laughs> it's called A Workshop for Healers, and it's uh, an elaboration and a synthesis of my master's thesis research on the psychopomp, which is a guide of souls after death, and how working with this symbolism of the psychopomp can uh, can inform our role in these kinds of fields, anything where we're holding space for others in a way that helps us to um, contain our energy, to have uh, loving boundaries, to prevent and recover from burnout and to essentially to have a sustainable life doing this work that we find so very meaningful. So that workshop is two hour workshop. It's um, being held live as well as recorded. I would love for you to join me. Um, we will be incorporating astrology into that process and I'll be taking, um, I'll be doing chart examples from folks who are able to attend live. It's on uh, Thursday, September 21st at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And you can find out more about it on my website, theastropsyche.com, and um, where you can attend live or you can also get the recording as well. Um, the early bird ends, the early bird pricing ends on September 15th. 
Uh, all right. I am sending you lots of love and wishing you a wonderful week and I'll see you soon. Bye.